Hey there, welcome to the Creative Metaverse Podcast. My name is Ryan Kingsline, and I'm the founder of Vertex School, where we train creatives for the career of their lives. In this podcast, we interview amazing artists and creatives working in film, games, and building the metaverse right now. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right, Ryan Kingsline here. Now, in the last uh, episode, we talked about the idea, and this is really the driving point that I wanted to get across, is how important the idea and the feeling of freedom is to a creative. In fact, I'd go so far as to say that you cannot understand a creative, anybody you know, loved one, you cannot understand them without understanding that at the root, the most important value they hold, one of the most is freedom. There might be other values, you know, like one of my values is family. But freedom is right there is one of the most important elements that we have to feel to actually feel like our life is worth something. All of us have a matrix, some sort of math that adds up and helps us feel like we are worth something. It's very rare for us, huh? you know, maybe enlightened people, but you know, I, I don't know about creatives and enlightenment. I remember sitting in a Buddhist uh, retreat once and the idea it was a three day silence retreat. You couldn't talk and you had to meditate for hours a day. And then you would listen to you. Um, uh, we'd listen to our teacher kind of talk a little bit and, and share rules uh, of living and things like that. And, um, and I remember in this, you know, we, we had little moments where we could talk and I was asking my teacher, I was, I was saying, man, when I meditate, I have all these crazy ideas come and I really like these ideas are so great. I want to write these down. And if you follow hardcore Buddhism and, and you read some of the literature, one of the things that you'll see is that um, creativity is actually considered a function of the monkey mind. It's not... It's not a, a good thing. If, you know, if there was a right wing or I don't know exactly how you'd say it, a right wing, left wing, if, you, if there was an extremist group of Buddhism, that's the best way to say it. If there was an extremist group of uh, Buddhism, it would basically see novels and stories as all part of the monkey mind that distracts us from true enlightenment. And that's different than many of us might experience. I mean, I love movies. So I'm on a different agenda from that. And I was talking to my teacher and I was like, man, I got all these great ideas. What am I going to do? Because I'm supposed to actually have no ideas. I'm supposed to sit here and achieve enlightenment. Does that mean that I am never going to be enlightened? Oh my God, I came here. I want to be enlightened. Like, that's a great thing to be. Like, how can I be enlightened? And he, he was so awesome in his response. He just sat there and he was like, uh, was it Charles, Carl Bukowski, Charles Bukowski? I'm forgetting right now. Uh, was into meditation and he kept a journal right next to him. And when he had a really cool idea, stopped meditating, wrote down the idea and went back to meditating. That's like the only thing my teacher said to me. Like there was so many things going on in my feelings about it. Like I felt like I would never be able to be enlightened. 
you know, and that was something that I really, you know, as a young man, I, something I was really looking forward to at that time. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And, um, and he just bypassed that whole conversation and he was just like, Hey, here's this dude. He just writes it down. So write it down and then go back to meditating. No judgment. So cool. Such an amazing thing to take all of that off of us. See, coming up with ideas is one of the ways that I, it's one of my rules for building a sense of fulfillment. If I don't feel, if I'm not coming up with ideas, if I'm not creating something, even just in my own mind, I don't actually feel like I'm living, you know, a life worth being here and taking up oxygen. I'm here to contribute. I'm here to add something. And that might be true for you, right? What is your math for fulfillment? And how does that math then apply to actually living a life that, um, that you're proud of and that you're excited uh, about, that wake, you wake up every day wondering, you know, how can I be better? And for most creatives, this has a lot to do with the freedom of just being able to do their own thing, go out there and create, build something amazing for themselves. But so often we get trapped into this idea that freedom is the end goal in and of itself, that, that you know, there's nothing else to my life and I just want to go out there and explore and create and who cares what I bring back. And that's okay. That, if that's your journey, that's okay. You just have to know and you have to be comfortable with that aspect, with being a sort of um, wandering minstrel who's never set foot and built any sort of empire. But if you want to build an empire, if you want to build a brand that you can stand on, that can support you, support your family, you have to start thinking about life a little bit differently. You have to start thinking about your creativity a little differently. You have to start thinking about, you know, the ecosystem. But today's episode is all about, or hopefully will be all about, I'm, I'm talking these things out randomly, will hopefully be all about the roles, the creative roles that we take that help us with our creative agenda. So if you want to be a wandering minstrel, then fine. Freedom is your thing. Go with the wind. But you can't then later on judge yourself for what you have built because you have only built things on the wind. If you instead want to build an empire, you have to start thinking like a king. Like somebody who is building a creator. And there are a set of rules for that that come from what I call the, um, the three roles of a creative. And this actually comes from a quote uh, by one of the old uh, wise men, wise animators uh, that worked with Disney back in the day. And uh, he mentioned, you know, you never knew which Disney you were going to get when he showed up. You didn't know if you were going to get, you know, the visionary who's riffing on ideas. You didn't know if you're going to get the realist who is worrying about budget and the actual capacity to make something. You didn't know if you were going to get, you know, the critic, the guy who is just like tearing things down. You never knew which one you were going to get. And those are the three roles of creativity. In fact, those are the three parts of us that we need to cultivate. We need to cultivate this visionary 
inspired part of ourselves that is really going out there and coming up with ideas and playing with the wind. But that's only one part of what we have to do. We also have to cultivate the realist in us, the part where it's like, okay, now you've come up with this great idea. What are you going to do with that great idea? How do we bring that great idea into reality and make it into something for ourselves, something that can live, something that has some vitality of its own? That's the realist. That's like the office manager that's sitting down there with the budget and saying, well, I'm sorry, but we don't have you know enough money in the budget for that shot. You need to think about something else because it has to be brought into reality. And then the other one is the inner critic, which we all know so, so, so well. And Disney's famous for in the early days, actually having different rooms for these kind of activities, you know, and where did they get in and they critique work underneath the stairs in a dark, dank, sweaty room. So everybody wants to get out of there as quick as humanly possible, right? I am not a big fan of long meetings. I feel like if there's, if it's a long meeting then it's a failed meeting, something's wrong. And, you know, you got to look at the source. Meetings should be fast, should be quick. If you look at it, this idea of the inner critic, like he wanted you to just get your notes out, be as hard as possible, and then move on, right? But so often this inner critic of ours doesn't leave ever. Sits right behind us, in front of us, on our lap, constantly giving us his or her notes. And if we're going to create a kingdom, we need to learn how to manage this inner critic. We need to learn how to fulfill all three of these roles of being this visionary that comes up with ideas and then being this realist that takes those ideas and builds something from them, brings them in, births them into the real world. And Bring along this annoying inner critic because once you learn how to work with that inner critic well, it becomes a superpower of yours to be able to see, laser in, and focus on problems before other people see them. You just can't let the inner critic in to all of the meetings. You've got to have meetings where the visionary is able to be the visionary and nobody's breathing down his or her neck. You got to have meetings where the, the realist has say and the visionary can't be dismissive of them. And, you know, you don't have the inner critic jumping on the bandwagon and beating down the visionary as well, right? All three of these roles are important for us as creatives if we're going to go out there and we're going to build an empire of our own work, an empire that, you know, spans our artwork, but also spans, you know, how we interface with the marketplace. Because as a creative, you're interfacing with a marketplace. I tell all my students, you're a business now. You're a business person. As soon as you start trading goods, you need to start thinking about how this works and how a business runs. You want to get more exposure to your work? Well, it's not magic, right? We talk about this at the Vertex all the time. You know, mastery is not magic, it's process. If you want to do something, it's not magic. Learn the process. Businesses live and thrive by the process of getting exposure. What do they do? How do they do this, right? 
but wait, I want to be free. I want to go into that dark wood and I want to explore everything. And I'm, and this is what I do to create a sense of value in my life. Dot, dot, dot. Hmm. The conundrum. How does creative freedom meet reverse engineering success? Well, the key thing I think, and this is my thought, is that you have to be managing these roles and you have to give each of them a win. So that visionary in you wants to go into a deep, dark wood and just struggle and come up with some light, something that's theirs. That's their sense of fulfillment. And if that's yours, that's great. That means you're really living in this uh, role as a visionary. But the visionary doesn't get it done by themselves. And that might be one of the problems that you're experiencing in your own work is that you are only focused on the visionary. You have to also learn how to manage your time, manage your expectations, manage your budget to be able to get that work out into the real world. And that's going to take you understanding how the realist works, how your very own office manager works and how you can give them a win. And for me, this is actually one of the simplest things to do, but it butts up right against that third role of the inner critic. For me, the one thing that matters to make the uh, office manager in my soul, my creative office manager happy, is for me to make work and post work. That's it right? Just post work. Now, where do I have to post it? This becomes a negotiation, right? So in my classes, for example, I tell students like, you know, don't hide, post your work, post early, post often, post ugly. Okay. So I don't mean go on art station and post it like it's, you know, the bee's knees and you're totally done. Like I get it that your inner critic is worried about that and is saying to you, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. You're not ready. You're not ready yet. I get that. Like I'm, I'm kind of behind that. But you still have to post it somewhere. You still have to get it out into the real world. I did something the other day because I don't understand all this NFT stuff. And, and, you know, from the people involved in NFT, it's, they don't quite understand it either, right? I mean, the mechanics of it, relatively simple. The blockchain, okay, you're just basically storing addresses in a decentralized database. Get that totally, you know, a lot more for me to understand about that. But, you know, the valuation question, why is something worth X versus something else, right? So, I'm conflicted. I, I don't feel like I'm doing anything in that space. And I feel like I need to for myself, for my students, for my family, you know, all of that. So, what do I do? What's the negotiation I have? Well, I go and I make artwork and my visionary gets happy doing some work. And then I post it on OpenSea and I don't sell it. <laughs> So my realist is happy. It's posted. It's actually like something is out there that exists. It's not necessarily, you know, my best work. So my inner critic is over here like, what's that all about? What are you doing? But it's posted. So the office manager side of me is like, all right, cool. That's done. You got that. You know how that works, right? And so now I can start this process of being like, all right, well, you know, are we going to post another one? What are we going to do? And office managers have a little bit of a secret. You don't know this in the beginning. They're super happy if you just make progress. Like progress equals happiness for the realist inside you. 
They're not looking for you to hit home runs. That's the visionary. The visionary, they want to go into that dark wood because they want to bring back that one thing that nobody else is able to achieve. They're going for the home run. The realist is like, hey, I got to first base. Cool. I see what happens next, right? All right. I just got to get to second base. Just, you know, if I get out, all right, cool. Well, at least I got it first base. That's cool. You know, I'll get into first base again and then I'll get to second base, but I'm making progress. Done. What do you have to do to start making progress? And I don't mean home runs like that part of most creatives. Like they, we already got our idea of home run, right? But you've got to start thinking about the office manager side of you. What is it going to take just to go up one base? What's that next point of progress? And so for me, a lot of times what I do here, and it's not a lot of times, I do this literally every day. Every day I ask myself, what's the one thing? What's the one thing I need to do today to actually make some progress here? And that's what I focus on. Right? I mean, I got a million different things and I want to create artwork every single day and I don't get to do that every single day. But I always sit and I always think like, what's the one thing out of all my goals that I can do today that is actually going to help me more than anything else? But then, of course, the inner critic. Oof. That's a hard one. So we'll save that one for the next podcast episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to these and listening to this. I hope you get some value out of this uh, and make sure that you leave a comment wherever you are listening to this to, you know, give me a sense of whether or not these, uh, this holiday bonus, this, this stuff is kind of a, a valuable to you. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this. And I want to ask just two things of you. Number one, make sure to leave a comment or rank this wherever you are listening to it on Apple, uh, Stitcher, Spotify. Really makes a difference in helping us get the word out about this industry and about what we do. Number two, make sure you visit vertexschool.com to learn more about what programs we offer in this area as a creative and for artists who are looking to jumpstart their career and discover a new industry. Again, thank you so much for listening. We're accepting applications right now, so I look forward to hearing from you soon.